Hi. Hi. Welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today we are talking about the Warrens. I know them. Yeah. It's from from the movies. <laughs> from the pictures. From the pictures. <laughs> by the way, Cassandra has been taken over by 1920s ghosts. Or 1930s, probably. Ooh. Oh, the pictures. Sexy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, so everyone probably listening to this note is familiar with the Warrens uh simply from the conjuring movies and annabelle and the nun and amityville horror and (laughs) the list goes on and on it's really it's crazy how many like i i mean when the conjuring came out i just assumed that was the first movie about them but no it was not no they just weren't (laughs) mentioned usually yeah Uh, yeah yeah it's it's it is interesting though that like uh the creepy things that they investigated became Mm -hmm. like some of the most popular ones that we all know about Mm -hmm. um and then it's like well what about the ones that they didn't find out you know like uh, do these things actually happen or were they just buskers who don't who Mm -hmm. knows Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's interesting it is interesting yeah (laughs) anyway um so (laughs) for those of you who don't know who they are Mm mm-hmm it is uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are a couple, or they were a couple. They're both dead now. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed was a demonologist. And I think the first ever, I think, I think he coined that term. Mm-hmm. And Lorraine was clairvoyant. She was. It was interesting, though, because I, in my research today, I was reading a list of like <laughs> 15 Oh, I'm sorry. My research, when I was researching, (laughs) was it today? (laughs) Um, But it was like a list of like uh, the Warrens cases Mm -hmm. and like some interesting ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the very beginning, it was talking about how, um, well, they met when they were very young. Yeah. Um, I think they started dating when they were 16. But he had like seen something. He had seen a ghost, I think, when he was nine and then or, or around nine. And she originally didn't believe in any of it. And so then I was like, wait, but if she's a clairvoyant, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. Because that, that's like, I mean, that's not something that just happens unless you're in a superhero comic book. <laughs> right. Or something. Unless you get dipped in some sort of, right. you know. You'd get dipped in some acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like some... you fall and hit your head or something. <laughs> yeah. I know that's strange. I hadn't heard that. I did yeah. see um, on one of the articles that they did meet at a movie theater. Oh, that's which cute. I thought was cute because they put that in the most recent Conjuring movie. Oh, they did that weird little flashback that they were on a date. Yeah, yeah, at the movies. Yeah, because Ed worked at the oh, yeah. at the movie theater. Oh yeah, it wasn't just a date they met. Yeah. Wow, we just watched this movie. It's it was gone for pretty me. forgettable. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Uh, it was not good. Yeah, didn't didn't love it. Yeah, mm. especially like uh, so much of what I liked about the first Conjuring was like the time period and the mm-hmm. music, and mm-hmm. um, it felt like that was all lost in, in this. And so, like without yeah, without being like truly original and truly scary, mm-hmm. like and then it also didn't have any sort of like nostalgia or like cool style. It was just no. like I don't care about any of this. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I need one or the other. It can be like a terrible plot uh-huh. that looks beautiful and uh-huh. sounds great. Uh-huh. Uh, or it can be really, really good and be like an interesting plot. And yeah. Not have that and be fine, <laughs> right? But I need something. Yeah, they gave me nothing. Yeah, and the first Conjuring had all of it. Yeah, it was great. It was the really second great. one was good, also. I also um, don't remember what happened in that one. <laughs> I've seen it like six times somehow, <laughs> even though it's like it. Like I find it to be very long and mm. kind of drawn out. Yeah, but that's when he like they go to England. And, 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 um, there's that little girl with bangs and she's like, uh, some old man died in their house and she is like getting possessed by him. And, and then there's also like, they have that creepy tall man, the crooked man with the crooked walk. I need to watch Ooh, this apparently. Girl. Oh my God. It's when, it's when, um, Ed, your, your boyfriend, <laughs> I do love Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Uh, he he embarrassingly sings Elvis. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember yeah, that. I find that hard to watch, but I think I'm pretty sure that you you loved it. I, I felt, believe I, it. I would believe I that like, I would love it. This is cringy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but it was scary because that's the one that introduced the nun walking um, down the hallway. It's when he. <laughs> God, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> oh, the nun walks down the hall. so embarrassing. I mean, I think she sees him, or sees her, the nun, sees the nun, mm-hmm. genderless demon, probably. Yeah. Um, At the end of, the ha- of a hallway, maybe. But she, like, she has a vision. Lorraine has a vision. And then, like, Ed. He paints, paints it. Paints it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you and it's know, very scary. Also, I feel like I've learned all these things about the Warrens today, but it's also like half remembered because it was not part of my real research. But I was just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but your brain tacked it on. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But like at first it was hard for Ed and Lorraine Warren to be able to like get into these houses that were supposedly haunted. Uh-huh. And so he would paint the house because he's like a painter guy. Yeah. And then he would be like, Hey guys, I painted you this house, and by the way, I'm a demonologist. My wife's clairvoyant, so we can help you if you want. You know, it was like a way to like get uh-huh. get in or like yeah. curry favor with them. Yeah, um, I mean, I I didn't know that. Although I did see that they originally wanted to be artists. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> well, thank goodness. I mean, it could have gone one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like you try to be an artist and you fail and you end up and you're either you're either hitler or a demonologist so yeah those are the only two ways only two ways (laughs) oh lord oh wow anyway um i can't wait to hear about yours though yeah it's um it's a very famous like one of their famous cases Mm -hmm. like they they investigated literally thousands of cases or at least heard about thousands of cases i mean they they were investigating for decades yeah but this one is one of their like top seven um which i (laughs) did you find it on the top seven list (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) mine was the top 13 so (laughs) um anyway so mine is the snedic Kerr family. I'm worried now that I'm saying that wrong. Snedeker. That sounds like Sne- the best possible way Snedeker. to say that word. Snedeker. <laughs> Snedeker. Sneed. 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 
Snedeker. Snedeker. Can't possibly do that. <laughs> um, anyway, so this haunting is um, the basis for the movie, A Haunting in Connecticut. Ooh. Or maybe it is The Haunting. I don't know. Haunting in Connecticut, <laughs> which also has um, a sequel movie, which is really good. Um, <laughs> it's not good. Um, <laughs> called A Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia, which I love. <gasps> Do you remember yes, seeing that? Yes, I remember we watching that, in, that when we lived in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's a hot mess, but it's it pretty is. fun. There's like who is in it? It's like a famous like pretty boy from like the early 2000s. Is it Chad Michael Murray? I also love. By the way, I'm looking it up. It is Chad Michael yes. Murray. First of all, and then second <laughs> of all, I guess I didn't understand the the total uh, bizarre bizarroness of the of, of the, the name. Yeah, a haunting in Connecticut too. Ghosts of Georgia. Yeah. So it not only goes out of Connecticut, uh-huh. it goes all the way the fuck down <laughs> to Georgia. Road trip. Like, it's not even just, oh, we're going over to Vermont or something nearby. No. Like, no. Mm-mm. Completely different setting. Well, I feel like it's on a plantation even. Like, it's yes. not good. Uh, no one else that I recognize on it. Well, that's but not Chad Murray, he's he's the name. He's yeah. the face. I feel like that is what um, started Eva's. Do you remember when she was rewatching One Tree Hill? Yes. When we <laughs> I da, think... na, 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 na. wait, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's right. not right. <laughs> it's one of the other ones. All I can think of is California. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't want to be anything other than what is that I've the been theme song? Lately. From yeah, from One Tree One Hill. Hill? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, had to do is me and my peace of mind i don't know none of the words make any sense to me so i'm not sure if it's because i'm saying them wrong or they just are don't bad. know the words <laughs> oh man what a show what a time yeah anyway uh we've gotten very off course timing it going so okay so i'm talking about the snedeker family haunting mm-hmm. and i actually found a new york times article that's from October 1991, so they must have been doing like a Halloween oh. series because it was printed on October 27th. Okay. So they're, I mean, they were definitely doing a <laughs> Halloween thing. Yeah. And it's about haunted houses, and the Warrens were interviewed for this article. They were. And so it was the Snedeker family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. So I'm just going to read mostly from that to just, to, so like it's from their own words um about the haunting even better yeah i'm very excited because i don't remember anything about the movie except that it was bad <laughs> same so, you told me before the episode started you were like i think we watched it together and i was like you know what sure. i believe it <laughs> but if i don't we, remember it. if we didn't watch that one we definitely watched the sequel <laughs> yes i remember the georgia one okay so When interviewed for an October 1991 New York Times article about haunted houses, Mm -hmm. the Warrens said one of the most perplexing cases of demonic possession they ever investigated involved the house in Southington, Connecticut that was rented to the Snedeker family. (laughs) Snedeker. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry to this family. Originally from Hurleyville, New York, Carmen and Al Snedeker and their four children moved into the bottom half of the newly renovated two-family colonial in mid-1986. 
So this article is coming out only five years after wow. this happened. So yeah. it's all very fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not long after, doctors said their 13-year-old son had Hodgkin's disease. Oh. Yeah. The house seemed ideal, not only because it offered lots of space and a big yard, but because of its proximity to the University of Connecticut School of Medicine in Farmington, where the boy was receiving daily cobalt treatments. Ooh. I don't know. What that, I didn't look any that of this up. That does not sound like it, a nice Yeah, I mean, every treatment. single day to go in there, I, that sounds awful. Yeah. Yikes. It was not until just before moving day that the Snedekers realized that they had rented a former funeral home. <gasps> Isn't that Stop crazy? It. What? Could you imagine <laughs> the day before you move in somewhere? Yeah. And you're like, oh, life is good with this beautiful house. Yes. Our son. And then it was a funeral home. And now, now uh-huh. also, whenever I think of funeral homes, I think uh, directly of The Hunting of Hill House. Yes. The TV show. Uh-huh. Um, and like living. In their funeral there. home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-mm. Evidence was everywhere, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like bodies still? Like oh. little toe tags? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. yes. I was saying it is a joke, but it's I real. Know, I know you were. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there were apparently crucifixes over all the doorways, which I wouldn't necessarily think oh this must be a funeral home no <laughs> i would be like whoa like, why didn't they take these down like right. why would they leave all this right i would be stuff? like are we in julie's family cottage touche <laughs> 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 um so that that was weird to me um but it was also um there was also a room filled with head tags toe tags <gasps> Coffin keys and religious medals. Coffin keys? Uh-huh. I mean, they must have just been keys. You know, I don't oh. I don't know what a coffin key looks like. Didn't think that one existed, I guess. What? You know. I don't understand. Like, how... So it was a funeral home. Was it a house before or something? Because it seems like if you're changing a funeral home into a real person home, uh-huh. you have to do stuff. You have to like put yeah. in a full kitchen. You have to put in I a shower. Th- I think since this is a two-family home at this point, I think maybe like the bottom half that they're moving into was the funeral home. Okay. And maybe the top half was not. But like, why wouldn't they take those things yeah, out? Yeah, why didn't so this family... Look at the house they were renting, right? You know, <laughs> you know like uh, I mean, I guess unless everything was hidden, like in the back of a drawer or yeah, something, or like just, in boxes, yeah, and they just like left some boxes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh I gosh. I kind of remember this moment in the movie, <laughs> but um, that seems like something that you make up for a movie. Like I know. it does not seem like real life. I know. Wow. So knowing that it was too late to back out of their lease, the couple tried to clean out all evidence of the house's history before letting their children move in. That's nice. This didn't make their ill son feel any more at ease. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. One step closer to the grave. That's terrifying. Oh, man. I'd be like, is this a joke, Mom? Am I going to sleep in a coffin, too, to save time? (laughs) Sheesh. They're saving money. 
by <laughs> just buying the funeral home that they're going to need. Oh, Lord. Wow. So uh, Mrs. Snedeker said in an interview, the first night we were in the house, he came to me and said, we have to leave here. This house is evil. Oh, man. Mrs. Snedeker, who called herself a devout Catholic, said she tried to reassure him that, quote, evil lives in the hearts of men, end <gasps> quote. <laughs> tried to reassure by saying that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds like one of the, like, I've been listening to different podcasts about, like, serial killers and, like, true crime. Mm -hmm. This sounds like something that a parent of a future serial killer tells, like. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) I can't imagine. If you want to fight demons, you got to fight the demons inside everybody else. (laughs) You know? It's. Yikes. Ooh, yeah. Um, so her son became angry, she recalled, and said, quote, well, you're going to find out the hard way. And quote. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, man. It's rough. Yeah. Wow. Mrs. Snedeker attributed her son's fears to emotional turmoil over his illness. Fair. Quote, he didn't know whether he was going to live or die, she said. I had to fight back the tears 24 hours a day, and I'm sure he felt the same way, end quote. I mean, sh- sure, to a point. But yeah. if your son comes in the middle of the night into your room and says that there's evil in this place, you're that very, is not acting out. That very is first night in the house, else. Yeah, too. Like, mm, no. Mm-mm. It's not like he's like, mm, I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. It smells weird. Yeah. I don't like my room. I didn't get the one I wanted. You know, it's not, it's not a case of that. No. Over the next few months, she said her son's fear of the house was passed on to his younger siblings, Mm. who all revealed that they hated their bedrooms. Okay. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, that seems like they're just making Uh problems to make problems. Yeah. But it was not until the family had been in the house for six months that they experienced anything out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. One day, as the Snedeker children played in their bedrooms, three men appeared to the children out of nowhere. No. Yeah. They seemed to be whispering to one another. Can you imagine? No. (laughs) That's the worst. Oh, gosh. Mrs. Snedeker said, quote, the kids came running to me terrified. They thought three real men had gotten into the house. I checked the rooms and there was evidence... That someone had been there. Toys were smashed and things were changed around. What? Close inspection of the house revealed that there was no way any strangers could have gotten in, she said. The windows and doors were all bolted, but she said she remained skeptical of the idea that supernatural forces were at work. Okay. I mean, sure. I wouldn't. Like, if, if, if any of the children in my family came up to me, well... Maybe not to me, like, (laughs) (laughs) but if like my sister told me that one of her kids came up to her and said, a a man appeared out of nowhere and smashed their toys, Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, okay. So she's, she's broken her toy Mm -hmm. and she's blaming it on a ghost. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So she's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mrs. Snedeker said she remained doubtful for well over a year. 
despite the fact that she and her husband began hearing strange noises regularly. Mr. Snedeker said he was always hearing funeral music, (sighs) which he initially thought came from the children's stereos. What? Like Like funeral music? Like like a little organ playing music? Yeah, I would assume, like a sad, somber (sighs) tune. Yikes. Yeah. What kind of kid would listen to that? No. Oh, man, no. His wife was consistently bothered by the phantom ringing of an old-fashioned telephone. (gasps) Late at night, they could both hear a door opening and closing, which they presumed were their son's attempts to sneak out of the house. But whenever they tried to catch him, they would find the boy sound asleep in his bed. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) While each of the children reported encounters with ghosts, Mrs. Snedeker said her her usual response was to punish them. But after a while, she started to wonder if she was being too inflexible. Uh, she was. Yeah. Because it was a ghost. It was not them. Yes. And I mean, punishment. I mean, a devout Catholic punishing their kids. I don't know. It could it was, be scary. Yeah. Back, you know, back in time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd been telling all the people at my job all the stories my kids had been telling me. And I didn't meet one person who didn't believe them, she said. (laughs) But I couldn't make myself believe them. I needed proof. Okay. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Like your son said, you're going to get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to die in there. (laughs) She said she got her proof late one night in mid-1988 when her teenage niece, who was living with the Snedekers at the time, came under attack. Awakened from a sound sleep by the girl's cries for help, Mrs. Snedeker ran into the niece's bedroom only to find her reacting to an attack by something no one could see. Mrs. Snedeker said she tried to calm the niece until, in the midst of one attack, she saw the well-defined outline of a disembodied hand and (gasps) arm travel up the inside of the girl's nightshirt, then disappear through the bedroom wall. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yikes. <laughs> like, yikes, you, indeed. You wanted to prove. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, too bad. Yeah. Oh, that poor, that poor niece. niece. Yeah. That's terrifying. In your own bed, in your home. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, I can't imagine seeing that or, or experiencing that as the niece. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you. Panicked, Mrs. Snedeker phoned a local priest who suggested she recite the rosary. But just as she got started, the rosary shattered (gasps) as though ripped apart by unseen hands. Stop it. It's true. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is is a wonderful and terrible visual. Uh Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The following day, the Snedekers contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren, who agreed to conduct an investigation of the house. With the help of three researchers who remained in the home for more than eight weeks, what? the Warrens determined that the house was plagued by several inhuman entities, they <laughs> said. Attempts were made to clean the spirits out by having the house blessed by clergymen and then by conducting several Catholic masses. But these procedures only seemed to make the demons attack stronger, oh, said the Senecers. No. Yeah. 
Can you imagine sitting through a mass or several masses? <laughs> several masses. And then it just makes them angrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> Finally, in September, the Snedekers received permission from the Catholic Archdiocese to conduct an exorcism, which was considered successful. An exorcism of the house, then? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Because no no one, I mean, no one was acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Only the house was Only... acting a fool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only days after the spirit supposedly surrendered the house, the Snedekers left, too. Mm-hmm. In the past three years... So in, from the time the article was published, since the successful exorcism, no supernatural activity has been reported at the house, which has been occupied by other tenants. <laughs> this is, yeah. Like, get out of there. <laughs> right. No. I can't. Like, I would have left way earlier than uh, I did. Yeah, no way. Mrs. Snedeker said that the house's owner, who declined comment for this article, has never believed her family's story. Well, yeah, because it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> right like <laughs> you just never experienced it that's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. after they left the house they moved to terryville which is possibly also in connecticut <laughs> doesn't say <laughs> um which mrs snedeker said was quote beautifully clear end quote of supernatural influences and they do not often dwell upon what transpired in southington 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 i don't know how like southington is how it would be said in in england but like this is america so yeah they're uncouth southington southington anyway whatever but in retrospect she said the experience may have been positive what where how (laughs) she got money from it Um, I never believed in destiny, she said. I used to believe one made one's own destiny. But you always have that thought. Is there really a God? What? Has he really got control? Will he really step in for me? I don't believe the Warrens or the priest or anyone else freed us except for the grace of God. Wow. So I guess the positivity is that she was closer to god i yeah. guess she believed more in god interesting although she was already a devout catholic mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of the haunting itself but there is some other stuff Ooh. to tack on to the end here okay so although their investigations are extremely well known as we already discussed mm-hmm. <laughs> at length <laughs> The Warrens are not exactly the pinnacle of trusted paranormal researchers. I would believe that. The more famous you are, the less likely I think that it's real. Uh Uh-huh. In fact, it seems that most people don't trust them (laughs) or anything that they have to say. Wow. (laughs) Like many of their cases, there have been numerous claims by people who lived in the house both before and after the Snedeker family that there have never been any evil entities there at all. I'm sorry, wait, ding dong. So someone lived in it before, and yet there were still toe tags and head tags. Maybe it's someone all over. Maybe the people who who lived there before. Maybe ran they were the in the other home. unit or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't. Ran, okay, that would make sense. I have no idea. It doesn't say weird specifically. 
um, how like the funeral, um, whatever. <laughs> In huh. fact, the family's claim to have no knowledge that the home was once a funeral parlor was refuted by the house's owner, which makes sense because, like, how would you not know? Right. Or how would they not tell you? I feel like that's also one of those things. Like, I don't know Connecticut real estate law, but I feel <laughs> like that's one of those things that they would have to disclose. Yeah. Um, like, no one's died in here, but many but dead many, people were here. Many corpses have been here. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps the most damning evidence that the whole event was a hoax came from horror novelist Ray Garten, who was contracted to write the book in a dark place with the Warrens and the Snedekers. Oh. According to Garden, it was difficult to write the true story because, the, because quote, the family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction, <gasps> could not keep their story straight, and I became very frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories. End oh, quote. wow. When he went to Ed Warren with the problem, Garten wrote in a post dated uh, April 27th, 1999, quote, he told me not to worry that the family was crazy. I was shocked. <gasps> he said, all the people who come to us are crazy. <gasps> you think sane people would come to us? He knew I'd written a lot of horror novels prior to that, so he told me to just make the story up using whatever details I could incorporate into the book and make it scary. What? Uh-huh. Wow. This is damning. I know. Wow. I had never heard... Like, I'd, I'd, I knew that there were plenty of people who didn't believe anything they said. Yeah. But this particular thing I'd never heard before, and it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, <laughs> how could you lie? Um, so Garten said to another paranormal investigator named Benjamin Radford um, of Lorraine Warren, quote, if she told me the sun would come up tomorrow morning, I'd get a second opinion, end quote. <laughs> oh, my funniest way of saying that. I love it. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. Okay. I know. So, so, I mean, it seems like it didn't actually happen. Yeah. It seems like they made the story up. Yeah. For money. It really I does. would imagine. And it seems like the Warrens were like, hell yes. <laughs> we also would like money. <laughs> um, I did. I read something about... The war- I can't remember where if it was just on Wikipedia or something else, but it's some something said that the Warrens never took money for the for the cases mm. that they investigated, and they mostly made money from like licensing rights and yeah. like their museum and their and books stuff and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So it would definitely behoove them <laughs> <laughs> to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah, which is disappointing. It is. I. Mm. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. I'm still going to enjoy the movies. So. Oh. Well, the ones that are good. <laughs> I'll enjoy the first one. And. <laughs> I mean, there's. I, I like most of them. I don't. 
yeah. whatever. It is, I mean, just from even the ones that we've talked about mm-hmm. here, like the Bigfoot story from Lorraine saying that she, that Bigfoot communicated with her um, through like thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, except that well, uh, the whole, th- whole thing is wild. <laughs> I have a hurt foot. My little baby Bigfoot is going to die. You know, like, it's just wild. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, really, no one else has come up with saying stuff like that. Yeah. It's really unbelievable in this in the scheme of other Bigfoot <laughs> stories, which is saying a lot. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah. So that's my little story. It's great. Yeah. I mean... Scary if true. (laughs) (laughs) That should be our new motto. I mean, it's scary if true. (laughs) We can have our little heads, our little illustrated heads, and then like a banner. (laughs) Scary if true. true. I like that. Me too. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. All right. So today I'm going to talk about the South End Werewolf 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 Ooh, yeah wow right wow wow (laughs) (laughs) okay that's i mean that is not something i would expect from the case files of the warrens right so i'm very interested to hear this me too um so the terrifying creature known as the south end werewolf is actually a man named bill ramsey why does that sound so familiar to me? Because of Dave Ramsey? Yes! Oh my god! That is exactly As I was it. reading, every time I read Bill Ramsey, I was like, who is, like... Dave Ramsey's He has the same name brother. as someone else, but it's, it's not the same name, but it's very close. Forgettable first name, Ramsey is the last name. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. So, no, Ooh. and this guy, he was born in 1943 in the town of South End in Essex, England. Okay. Uh, his early life was completely normal. He never got into any particular trouble. He was an, an imaginative child, mm. so he often spent afternoon hours outdoors, lost in the worlds of his imagination. Oh, that sounds oh. so sweet. Idyllic. Mm-hmm. So, however, when Ramsey was nine years old, something terrifying happened. Uh-oh. He was playing in the garden behind his house as usual when he began to feel very strange. He suddenly felt as if an icy wind was sweeping across his body. Uh-oh. It was a warm, pleasant afternoon, so the feeling was certainly out of place. The stress of it caused him to perspire, but the chilling cold froze the sweat on his skin. Ooh. He later stated, quote, Have you ever walked into a meat locker right after you've been outside on a hot day? That's what it was like. End no. quote. Yeah. <laughs> Who has had that experience? Have you even had that experience, Bill? I am. I was immediately thinking of the Disney World Epcot ride um, test track. Mm. I don't know if they still. Did you go on this? It was no. I don't think I it's have. the like the GM one that like has the test car, like the t- t- crash test dummy. Stuff. Oh yeah, no, I I don't think I've been on it. Fair. Um, <laughs> there, it's boring or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's fun, but it's too long of a wait, in my opinion. Mm. Anyway, um, so they do all kinds of like they. I well, I think they recently changed it, but or 
I haven't been there in 10 years, so I don't... <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on When I was last on it, like, 11 years ago, I went... Um, they do, like, all the testing that they put cars through. So, mm-hmm. like, um, over bumps in the road and speed tests and... They go, they, they do like heat tests and um, temperature tests. So like they expose the car to extreme heat and then extreme cold. Oh. So yes, I have in <laughs> fact felt that. <laughs> Thank you to Disney World. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to this man, but Disney World got it. <laughs> Haven't experienced the meat locker feeling, but. <laughs> Love it. Anyway. All right, so uh, he was so overtaken by an overpowering stench that filled him with extreme nausea. He was barely able to stop himself from vomiting. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's (laughs) never a good sign. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, Even more unusual than the physical symptoms he experienced were the psychological manifestations that came along. Is this all happening, like, just one yep. at one? At when he was nine years old, one afternoon. Oh, my God. Uh, while in the grip of whatever possessed him, Ramsey's mind is filled with the desire to run away toward the ocean on all fours like an animal. Oh. <laughs> Mingled with these thoughts were vivid and repeated images of wolves. <gasps> he felt that in that moment, something inside him changed. He no longer felt like a carefree child that had been playing in the yard moments before. Ramsey's mother saw that something was amiss and tried to snap her son out of his trance. However, this only made matters worse. When the troubling images of wolves vanished from his mind, they were replaced with feelings of extreme and violent rage and hatred. Oh, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, adrenaline from the rage filled Ramsey. Uh Uh-huh. With this, like, supernatural strength, (laughs) he was running around the yard pulling out fence posts from the ground and swinging them around like a club. This nine-year-old kid, uh, his parents tried to take the post away, but they, they, adults, couldn't pry it from his grip. From his nine-year-old grip. tiny nine-year-old hands. Oh, my God. Right? So... (laughs) What a nightmare. The parents did what any parents would do. And they ran into the house and locked themselves inside. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Um, That's what I would do, I think. What do you do um, that's terrible? Just let him tire himself out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, So he began to growl and snarl as he placed the metal wire of the fence in his mouth and began gnawing (gasps) on it like an animal. Yikes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't um, imagine. I can't imagine seeing that. I can't imagine any of this, but no. I l- love it. Yeah. So Ramsey eventually calmed down and his parents fearfully let <laughs> him inside of the house. <laughs> they tended to the wounds on his lips sure. and in his mouth. Sure. Um, and then the parents didn't know what possessed their son, but they firmly instructed him that none of them should ever discuss it again. Ooh, okay, that's not healthy. That's, that ain't right. No. That is not right. No. So for the next 15 years of Bill Ramsey's life, the fit that gripped him in his backyard was nothing but a memory. He grew up, married, 
and had three beautiful children. According to family and friends, Ramsey was actually a wonderful father who doted on his children, and he worked as a carpenter and led an entirely normal life for uh, many years. Hmm. However, <laughs> shortly after Ramsey married his wife, he was plagued by terrifying nightmares. Oh, God. He would see himself chasing after his wife. Uh, in his dream, he was always a few steps behind her, and she would turn to face him with her face twisted into a look of gaping horror. Oh. Uh, Bill woke one night to hear what he thought was the panting of a wild animal somewhere inside the bedroom. He was correct, except that the sounds were coming from himself. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So in 1967, which is uh, two years after his wedding, uh, the dreams suddenly stopped. Ramsey went on to be a caring father. Uh, His family and friends loved him. Weird. Yeah. So another 15 years went by without incident. In 1983, Ramsey went to a pub for a night of fun with some of his friends. He had tossed back a few drinks when a familiar feeling came over him. Uh (laughs) As he sat on his stool, he felt the same icy chill that overtook him on that fateful day when he was nine years old. And fearing the rage that had taken over all those years ago and slowly being taken over by nausea, Mm. he ran to the bathroom. Much to his horror, when he looked in the mirror... Instead of seeing his own face, he saw the face of a wolf. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wolf man. (laughs) So Ramsey went back to his friends and convinced them that they should all go home. Uh, Sure. I mean, Uh, he could just leave, right? (laughs) Right. No. I'm guessing that there was one designated driver. All right. Uh, All right. So his friends agreed and piled into the car they had ridden in. So yeah, they were all oh, in the I car. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So on the drive, Ramsey began to growl deep <laughs> in his throat. His friends watched in terror and confusion as Ramsey twisted his hands into the shape of claws. With no warning, he leapt at one of his friends and attempted to claw and bite them. Oh my God. He's a wild man. <laughs> Uh, The driver quickly pulled over and attempted to pull Bill from the car. But the supernatural strength he seemed to possess made any attempts to restrain him impossible. After a few minutes, the rage ebbed and Ramsey's friends were able to remove him from the car. He later stated that he couldn't remember anything that happened. Ramsey tried to get over the incident until 18 months later when he began to experience chest pains and broke out in a cold sweat. He checked himself into the local emergency room, believing that he was having a heart attack. (laughs) Yikes. It was only when he was laying on a gurney, undergoing an examination, that he began to recognize his symptoms as that same icy chill that plagued him previously. So while a nurse was taking his blood pressure, he turned on her and sunk his teeth into the flesh of her arm. (gasps) Oh my god. He then started to run through the hospital with a hunched back, (laughs) hands curled into claws, and his teeth barred as he growled and snarled. (laughs) I mean, like, I know that people in the hospitals have to put up with a lot, Uh but, like, (laughs) I would be like, all right, I'm done. I'm 
<laughs> going on vacation. <laughs> this is, yeah, this Woof. is a sign that I shouldn't be working here anymore. That reminds me of um, in Misfits when Nathan's stepdad. <gasps> yeah. Is, is a dog. Yeah. Just a regular dog, though. <laughs> <laughs> Running around naked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, fantastic. Mm. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. 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 So several people tried to restrain him, but were easily knocked down <laughs> by his strength. Sure. So even when a police officer managed to put handcuffs on Ramsey, he continued his rampage. Uh, and eventually, with the help of several staff members, he was sedated. Wow. Yeah. Do you think this is just meth? Probably not. Probably Probably, yes. Oh, probably, yes. I don't know. Like, I don't know how popular meth was in England in the 80s, 60s, 70s, What else could do it? Crank? Is that a thing? (laughs) It's it's like some form of crack. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that that could do it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Bath salts. (laughs) Uh, He had too many mushrooms. Although, if this happened when he was nine. (laughs) True. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Or maybe he just said it happened when yeah. he was nine. Maybe he was just eating dirt and stuff and then <laughs> ate the wrong dirt. Ate the wrong fungus. Yeah, he ate the wrong the wrong dirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the following morning, his tranquilizer had worn off, and so did the original transformation. So in fact, he could not remember anything about that incident Convenient. either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a hearty breakfast, the attending doctor listened to the whole story and recommended that Bill remain under observation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Sure. Good. Yeah. Good try. Mm -hmm. However, he was a voluntary patient and was fully entitled to check himself out, which he did. But Bill was back within the span of two months. Oh, my God. In fact, in January 1984, Bill had just finished visiting his mother and he began to feel the sweat again. Oh, my God. Chilled sweat. Uh, he made it to the same hospital. Same thing was happening. Mm-hmm. The attending nurse was alone with Ramsey in the emergency room. Mm-mm. And having heard the stories of the last time he visited, feared for her life and told Ramsey that she was going to go find a doctor. Good. Ramsey th- threw to one side, not sure what that means, and lunged for an orderly. <laughs> so by, by chance... Four police officers entered the hospital and immediately circled Ramsey. Four police <laughs> Four officers? Four police officers, just wow. by chance. They were walking in. Wow. The officers and Ramsey had a standoff for a few seconds until Ramsey began snarling and growling oh at all God. four. Oh, my God. The policeman advanced on Ramsey, who defended himself with uh, with a lot of vigor, actually. Um, <laughs> one, one of the four police officers suffered wounds so severe that he ended up in the hospital for another four days. Well, good thing he was already at the hospital. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's very good. Uh, wow. All four managed to handcuff Ramsey again. Uh, the short walk to the... Wi- waiting squad car went off without incident as Ramsey had apparently regained his faculties. When he arrived at the local police station, they immediately summoned the police surgeon. Ramsey considered the suggestion of checking himself into a mental institution, but decided against it, citing the stigma that he might feel in the days to follow. Uh, Buddy, you need help. As opposed to the stigma of being known as the the wolf man. man. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, right. <laughs> guy, it's a little too late to be worried about a stigma. Right. <laughs> Your reputation is dirt at this right, point. Right, right. Or like you end up killing someone. <laughs> I think that stigma is a little worse. Right? Well, I don't know about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so since he was clearly in control and rational at that point, Ramsey was released. So a few years later, in the summer of 1987, he was back at the police station, but oh this God. time for a very different uh, messed up reason. <laughs> so having made a citizen's arrest of a, of a local teenage prostitute, he drove her to the station. The second that he parked his car, she fled into the station. So I'm already thinking like, what is so scary about you, bud, that right. she was running to the police? Right. Um, no one wants to run to the police. No. Especially Yikes. not a sex worker. Right. Especially not a teenage sex worker. Like, you know he's super, he said something creepy or like, absolutely uh, he must have. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So she fled into the station. So Ramsey once again felt the now familiar sensation surging from the middle of his chest. Oh, my God. Just as a burly policeman approached the car, <laughs> the officer, considerably bigger than Ramsey, started to question him and made the mistake of gently touching Ramsey's arm. The wolf took immediate hold of Ramsey, and the officer was thrown to the <gasps> ground oh, no. and was having the life choked out of him until help finally came. So Ramsey was so wild that it took a dozen policemen to hold him down and two injections to finally restrain him. What? Two, two injections of, of like of horse tranquilizer? Uh, yeah, like the, the worst sedative you can think <laughs> what, of. Um, does it say anywhere in here how like what his dimensions are? Like how tall he is? Or No. I'm, I'm kind of just only picturing seen... an average man, but... Yeah, he's super average. I've seen pictures of like torso up mm -hmm. and he seems just like an average dude. Yeah, it doesn't make... He's just scrappy, I guess. Oh, scrappy like a dog. I guess. Oh. So for the next 10 days, countless MRIs, x-rays, and psychiatric tests could not determine what was wrong with Ramsey. But clearly there was some something, something that needed, needed yeah. to be fixed. Yeah. But thank goodness, though, Ed and Lorraine Warren heard about the South End Werewolf while they were in the UK. Nice. So Bill's story had appeared on a television show at the time of their stay. Mm -hmm. And Lorraine immediately was like, he's possessed. Not only is he possessed, he's possessed by a werewolf demon. Uh is the exact thing she thought. Uh, so she, so they got in touch with the South End on Sea police station. Um, and after dialogue on both sides, Warren's obtained the opportunity to talk to the Ramses. After numerous conversations, Ramsey reluctantly agreed to travel to Connecticut with the Warrens Whoa. to be treated by their specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. Wouldn't it be easier to bring the bishop over to England mm. instead of corralling no. a werewolf demon <laughs> bishop would be man? like oh there's no way that i'm coming to this guy's house <laughs> yeah but <laughs> putting this possessed man on an airplane for like eight hours doesn't right? seem like a good idea seems like the scariest thing just like give him a tranquilizer oh yeah i guess if he was uh, before they even take off yeah. maybe oh just sleep just take a nap that's crazy. i can't believe that they traveled with him like i wasn't expecting that i was just expecting <laughs> at his house you know 
No, I guess they were trying to be mm, thorough. All right. Or something. Right. Although, uh, here, you'll see. <laughs> uh, so his transformations had been increasing in frequency, duration, and intensity. Uh-oh. So he knew that he had to do something. Yeah. So they came to Connecticut. Uh, Bill and his wife came to Connecticut in 1989. A tabloid newspaper, The People, sponsored the trip. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that make an interesting story. So it, there you go. I think so too. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So the night before the exorcism was due to take place, Ramsey tried to strangle his wife while she slept. Which is the only sentence I was able to find about that entire encounter. <laughs> what? That's it. What? He tried to strangle her and didn't succeed. <laughs> she survived, but that's what? it. But that's all I know. <laughs> so when the exorcism actually began, Bill was not at all impressed. <laughs> uh, the service is being conducted in Latin, and for half an hour, literally nothing was happening. Bill then took an entirely different appearance after the half hour. His face contorted, and both hands formed claws. McKenna commanded the demon to leave. For a moment, Ramsey displayed a rage even more powerful than he had shown previously. Then it suddenly stopped. And that was it. The whole event was recorded on film. And actually, I think just a couple years ago, uh, the Ed and Lorraine YouTube account mm-hmm. um, put out, uh, it's like a 28-minute video, and you can watch it, and it has parts parts of it. Um, obviously oh. not the whole exorcism, but... Wow. Yeah. Okay, I definitely want to watch some of it. I'm not going to watch the whole thing. but Right. So in 1992, Bill Ramsey made his last public appearance to update on his progress. So just before his exorcism, as we heard, the transformations were increasing in both frequency and seriousness. Mm-hmm. But since that time, there have been no incidences recorded. There have also been no incidences recorded that match the descriptions of his attacks in South End on Sea in the years since then. So many believe that the South End werewolf is successfully banished uh, by the exorcism. Uh, so it didn't travel to anyone else. Or, or it traveled whatever. to someone in America. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Uh, however, others point out that twice before, there have been decade-long lulls in activity from the werewolf. Yeah. Um, and they believe that it could just be a matter of time before the monster takes hold again. Is he still alive? He, I was searching and searching and searching and I found no obituaries and nothing about it. So I'm going to go with yes, I he's still like alive. I feel there would definitely be an obituary for him. Oh, yeah. I feel and like that would be major clickbait. Like the yeah. Warrens did an exorcism on this guy mm-hmm. and he just died. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you said he was born in like 1943 or something? Yeah, I mean, 43, that's exactly. Like seven in his 70s then. So perfectly reasonable that he's still alive. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's the story of the South End werewolf. That is a strange one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this went on for a long time before the Warrens got involved with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it was interestingly spaced, too, because yeah. it was 15 years between each. Well, I don't know, because he was like, he was a werewolf and he was nine. And then he had werewolf dreams 15, min- 15 years later. 15 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then another 15 years, then he became... Yeah, and that's cool. when it started, like, increasing in frequency. Yeah, yeah. 
That is so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah. And I mean, just to think that maybe he was possessed could be a thing, could be a real thing. But then I don't know why it would take, it, there would be that time, that space between right different things happening. Right, because most possessions, I mean, destroy the person, the host. Yeah. That is so fucking bizarre. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, I mean, oh. And the Warrens just happened to be in England, in England. saw it on TV, and they were like, oh, that's a money like, maker. There's already money being made off right. of this, so <laughs> let's let's get our cut. <laughs> let's call the tabloid uh-huh. in America. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't expect anything, really, because I was like, <laughs> what could this possibly be? Um, but I don't know. This is not what I expected, I guess. Yeah. It, it was just very... It, it would make a good movie. It would. Yeah, make it a little more supernatural or yeah. something. Because, like, I mean, reading it also, you're just like, oh, it's just some guy, and he, like, he has problems. Anger problems. Yeah. 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 Or he gets really physically sick, and it like leads mm-hmm. to delusion delusions or something yeah. um i don't know it's you know how mm. who, who can ever tell who can never be sure who can never be sure <laughs> well it was fun talking about the warrens and it was debunking them <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i mean i i certainly am kind of on the um i'm i'm i'll in the what am I? Th- what is the phrase I'm thinking of? Or trying to think of in the weeds. <laughs> I'm in the weeds. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm uh, on the fence. No, on the fence post. No, on the... <laughs> like I'm. I'm. Uh, my view. My my opinion of them is more aligned with the people who are like they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that they're. They are good entertainers and like they're, they really knew how to capitalize on things and they were the only ones doing that Yeah, in that way. I mean, cause there were also so many things like talking about their room full of cursed objects. Like uh-huh. why would they keep them? Right. If they were really thought that they had demons or like right. dolls that wanted to kill you and stuff in them, why wouldn't they just destroy them? Yeah. But if they kept it, then they had this room for a, a like museum. museum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is closed. Did you know that? Like forever closed? I think it, yeah. Like in 2019, I think it closed or something what? because of like zoning issues <laughs> or something. Okay. I don't know if that, I don't know. They couldn't just move all the stuff somewhere else? I would buy that room of... No, I wouldn't. Yeah, do I my, you wouldn't. Are you crazy? I, I'm, I, I'm talking out my ears. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking out my ears. Uh, no, but I would want someone else to buy it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, because so I would that like I could to visit. go. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I saw that and then didn't look into it more because I had other research to do. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's it. Because this is, uh, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) so bad at the ending. I don't know. We're just like, (laughs) wow, yeah, that was really good. That was really scary. Nice job. Like, it's like always the same stuff. I have to cut out half of it. Like, oh, that was nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man anyway all right so i guess this is where we say see you later ghouls and boys bye bye Stop. 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 Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs>